I'm going to turn to Roy Goldwasser in a minute, uh, and I thank him for joining us live. I thank him very much for joining us live. Uh, many people have suggested, and yesterday during a conversation with the great Simon Jacob, uh, he and I concluded that it would be a good idea. Uh, in light of the uh, of the news of the day, and in light of the fact that we have very limited capability to daven together, very limited capability to daven together, uh, because of the um, shuls closed. Obviously, some shuls are still open, and obviously people around the world, there are still minyanim that are taking place, but you get my point. There are a lot of people in this audience who have not had the opportunity to daven together, so he suggested that we start uh, this segment with a uh, chapter of Psalms, a chapter of Tehillim. So everybody out there, you have an opportunity, if you wish, to uh, say this along with me, and... Um, and hopefully it'll bring a little bit of uh, comfort to those who are missing the experience of davening together with a minion. We know that tefillah b'tzibor prayer in a uh, communal fashion is so much better. You can't even compare uh, to when one is needs to pray alone. So hopefully, because we have this communal setting, we'll be able to feel the uh, the power of the um, of the congregation. And we know that when the congregation gets together, even in this unique and unusual fashion, uh, the one above pays careful attention. So I will read this chapter of Tehillim, then I'm going to introduce her by Goldwasser, who's going to speak to us further about this entire concept. Shir hamalos mimamakim karosicho Adonai, Adonai shimavikoli tiyeno aznecha kashuvos lekol tachanunai, im avonos tishmarya Adonai mi yamod. And I also wanted to point out, in addition to saying a chapter of Tehillim together, we should remember that on Mondays we read the Torah, and again, Torah reading is something that we, who are not going to shul these days, uh, are missing. We're missing the public reading of the Torah, like uh, many of us missed Parshas Kisisa and Parshas Parah this past Shabbos. So I remind you, even though some have suggested we should actually read the Torah portion on the air, I'm not quite sure, based on my conversations with certain rabbinic authorities, that that would be a good idea. But I can remind you that today, in Parshas Vayakel, in the portion that we read, in addition to the um, many, many items of the Mishkan that are discussed, uh, the day of Shabbos is discussed, the reminder of uh, Moshe Rabbeinu, our leader Moses, to the entire people who are gathered together about how important Shabbos is. And I'm sure many people, thank God, even if we were not able to make it to shul this past Shabbos, uh, certainly try to enhance our own Shabbos in our own homes with our families as best as possible. And now with all of this, for words of inspiration, we continue with the great Rabbi David Goldwasser. Rabbi Goldwasser, good morning to you, and thanks for joining us live at JM in the AM. It is a great simcha to be here together with everybody across the world. You know, every Tish above, when we have the privilege to be together, my first thought is, Saras Rabim how beautiful it is that we can share in our upset and the challenge of Tishbov, together with so many thousands and hundreds of thousands across the world. 
imagine how much that right now is multiplied. The fact that at a time like this when the shuls are not available, when all of us can be united through such an unbelievable medium as the Jewish Music in the Morning, it, the program serves the greatest purpose that has ever served throughout all the years with all that it has done, I believe, right now during these days. Appreciate that very much. We're trying our best to keep the community together, that people, especially those who are alone, especially those who are isolated, still feel a sense of community, feel brotherhood and sisterhood. Rabbi Goldwasser, I asked you really to join us for one purpose. Uh, I call it words of inspiration. We call it words of chizuk. But in this case, there's there's a little bit of a down feeling among those who are not able to go to shul. Obviously, some minyanim around the world and some shuls around the world are open, and we understand that. But for many of us, especially the people in this audience, in the greater Jewish community, uh, synagogues are closed. I, I said on Friday that I remember my father He began many synagogue appeals with the words, we are open 365 days a year. And since I know you, I don't think we know of a time, including Sandy and including blackouts and including, you know, other challenging times where we've ever had to actually close shul. So what can you tell us this morning if we're looking for some words of inspiration when we don't have that uh, incredible feeling of praying together as a tzibor? The first is, of course, uh, we look to the Shulchan Aruch. How do we survive at this particular stage when we don't have our shul to go to, when we don't have the place where we all look to for chizuk and encouragement and strength? It is our home. The shul really is our home. So how do we get along without that home? I would like to uh, first say in Shulchan Aruch that when a person cannot daven with a minion, so they should daven about the same time that the minion would usually daven. And I think that if people will uh, gather uh, in their own homes, one or two or three members of the family, and daven together, we're really all going to be joined together. There's not a separation of Eden no matter when. There was a fascinating idea that was expressed by the great Briskarov. The Briskarov had had to send a very faithful shliach of Israel by Shlomo Lawrence, if you remember. And the Briskarov sent him for an extremely important life-saving matter. And Rabbi Shlomo Lawrence had the yard site on that day when he was sent, and he was sent to France. On the day that he had yard site was the first time in his life that he didn't have a shul and he didn't have a minion. Hmm. And worst of everything, he couldn't say the Kaddish. He completed his task successfully, and he came back to the Briskarov. And the Briskarov said, how did it go? And he told him that, you know, Baruch Hashem, he was successful, and he accomplished the mission. But then afterwards, he couldn't resist. He said, but I didn't say Kaddish. The Briskarov said, you did say Kaddish. At that moment, Rabbi Lawrence thought that maybe the briskarov didn't hear him well. <laughs> they said, no, I didn't say Kaddish. The briskarov repeated, you did say the Kaddish. This went back and forth until the briskarov finally said, whenever you're not able to go to shul and you want, with all of your might and with every rutzon inside of your body, you want to be there, 
but you're prevented for whatever reason it is. It is as though not only you went to shul, but you said the Kaddish. And by the way, this is very comforting, Rabbi Goldwasser, to those who have, over the period of many months, demonstrated a morning, afternoon, and night that they will never, ever miss a Kaddish in memory of their parents. Uh, basically, they've already demonstrated that that's their attitude, as you just described. Well, uh, if I can bring something up a little trivial at this time, you and I had a discussion about your own sons in their steadfast drive to make every minion. Right. And when we were arguing in the middle of an important game, uh, I don't <laughs> know, remember which baseball game, that they had wanted to leave. And you said, we'll make a, a, a later minion. And they were arguing with you. And we talked about it, and I said, Malcolm, I bless every parent in this world to have that problem. I remember I remember which Cholomoid night you're referring to. It's pretty funny yeah. you're saying that. Rabbi Goldwasser is with us. By the way, Rabbi, we really have to emphasize two quick things because there are people concerned. By the way, this upcoming Shabbos, traditionally, I would daven for the Amud everything, like was my father's minig because my father's yard site is next week. And my father's minig, in addition, obviously, to giving Kiddush, which so many people do to Shabbos before, uh, and I don't know how how how... how how smart an idea that is if the shul is open. I, I still don't. I know of a lot of shuls that did remain open, the smaller ones, uh, who certainly abolished their kiddish and shalashudas because of the circumstances in terms of distance from everybody else. Um, but th this is a typical Shabbos where I would daven and my brothers would daven everything for the Ummud. So this is somewhat of a halachalamaisa, so to speak. But anyway, I think it's important to remind everybody that according to many rabbinic sources, many reliable rabbinic sources, the tradition of Kaddish has become extremely important over the centuries, and we know that. We know how important it is. I'm not minimizing it at all. But there are many rabbinic authorities who would say that it might even be uh, a better practice, or better is the wrong word. You may come up with a better word for it. It might be a better practice to study Mishnayis in memory of uh, the parent every single day, especially those days when Kaddish cannot be recited. I think it's an important recommendation to make for people at this time. 100%. And a person that can study to do a chesed or to give a little bit of tzedakah, there's a direct benefit to the neshama, to the departed soul, through that. Right. And it's, it's certainly very important to remember uh, at this time. Uh, another interesting idea, we all feel bad there's certain things that we can't do. I've received within the past 24 hours Shaila's halacha questions that I never thought I would receive. Questions about weddings and postponing and bar mitzvahs that were supposed to take place and all kinds of things, whether to offer a chesed at this time or we should avoid any social interaction, including chesed. It's unbelievable. At this time, though, there's one thing that I see about Klau Yisrael. There is no one like Klau Yisrael. Mika Amcha. Every single Jew is united. doesn't matter what they look like, what they believe, what they don't, what they observe, what they don't. We are so one and unified in our drive to represent each other and to be there for each other that it pains 
so many people that they're not able to do all the things to shake hands. They asked me yesterday, there's going to be a small wedding. They asked me, no hand touching, no, when you're dancing in the circle, you can't, there's not a way we can do it if everybody washes beforehand. <laughs> and the <laughs> the unity of Klal Yisrael is unbelievable. That achdus you don't find anywhere. Uh, there was a uh, very interesting uh, incident that happened with Reb Chaim Sanzer. And Reb Nachum, i got to say this to you, because your father, Zecher Tzadik Levracha, he was a shul. His life was a shul. His every breathing word was a shul. His every thought was to continue a shul and to keep it going. He was a rov that was not just a rov that had a shul also. His life was that shul. Mm. And for the family, for your family, and for all families, missing the shul is something that is, is very, it's very dear to us. Yeah. So there was an incident where the great Reb Chaim of Sons, the great Hasidic Rebbe, had a number of people, and they were all gathered together with him, and they were davening. It happened to be that at one point in davening, everybody was crying. They were all moved. There was one guy, one Hasid, and he, he couldn't cry. And he was embarrassed. Everybody there is emotional, and they're pouring out their heart to Hashem, and he can't cry. He went in, they had a little kitchen. He went in there, and there was an onion. He cut the onion, he put it under his talus, and he started crying. However, the great Sansa Rebbe turned around and saw him. He caught him. The chassid was very embarrassed. So following the minion, the Rebbe called him over. Come over here, he said. The chassid came over, and he said, I want you to know. And the Sansa put his hand on his shoulder. He says, I want you to know, Hashem has more nachas. Hashem has more pride from you, who was upset that he couldn't cry and tried to get the tears in any way he could, than from all the Hasidim that cried on their own. Mm. So what I say is that we can't go to shul, and we can't dive with a minion, but Hashem knows the heart Hashem knows what's hidden in the recesses of our heart, and He knows how badly we want to go. And that should be as dear or even more precious than our actual going. You know, I'm gonna. I'm already starting. <laughs> this may sound ridiculous. I'm already starting to feel the elation that I'm going to feel when the shul reopens. And to me, that's a significant thing. If if this is if I'm already anticipating. And pining for the day that the shul reopens, it, it must mean that shul is extremely, extremely important to me and my family. Ah. I think that it will never be the same again. It'll be a whole different level. No question about it. A total renewal. No question about it. We have to focus on the positive. Rabbi Goldwasser, I thank you. And, um, you know, we have an obligation, I'm sure you agree, to, to follow the words of those who are experts. You know, uh, the medical experts... Um, uh, in consultation, I'm sure, with the rabbinic authorities. Uh, we have an obligation to follow their directive, and I think the majority of them right now are encouraging all the important practices for good health and hygiene and distancing and every every precaution necessary to make sure that people don't get sick, make sure that people uh, don't have to, God forbid, be quarantined, etc. So I think you join me in reminding everybody to be as diligent as possible in this area. 
100% the mitzvah that we have in Ishmartim Ma'od, the Torah says you have to be exceedingly careful in matters of health, not only for ourselves, but we have to keep our mind on the entire tzibur and all of the community. Uh, we shouldn't be affected, and chas shalom, we should not affect others. Reb Ber, who is considered to be one of the greatest of the last generation, Reb Ber Leibowitz, said the nishmarta means you got to go the extra mile. Mm. Not just do exactly what is necessary, but you got to go beyond that. And I think when we have such brilliant doctors, uh, Dr. Glatt and Dr. Geach and all the others that have uh, commented, and they have an idea and so closely tied to uh, halacha that we have the uh, Baruch Hashem who to look up to, to understand all of the ramifications medically, and uh, it's it's up to us to listen very, very closely 100%. to their words. Thank you, Rabbi Goldwasser. Everybody should be healthy. Everybody should be inspired. Everybody should should pine for the day that the synagogues reopen and we can gather together and feel a bit seaboard. And I thank you so much for joining me this morning. Amen. Monday morning, there's Rabbi David Goldwasser, an extended version of Morning Chizuk, uh, a segment that I hope has brought inspiration and brotherhood and sisterhood to everybody around the world during these interesting times 11 minutes before eight o'clock we're live in new york city on a jam the am broadcast hopefully encouraging everybody to stay tuned in and to gain from the inspiration that we are providing both musically and with the words that are being said on this show we will by the way uh, speak with both dr dietrich and dr glatt coming up in the eight o'clock hour plus more if you keep it here at jm in the am